Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the Christmas Day service 2013 and the Bible reading is taken from Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 to 25. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. All right, for our scripture reading this morning, I'd like to open your Bibles. Again, we have... Uh, Read through these accounts a number of times. We're going to turn back to the Gospel of Matthew this morning. Reading from Matthew chapter 1, we're going to uh, read verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. While he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. She shall bring forth a son, thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins." Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name. Jesus. Father, we thank you again on this Christmas day, Lord, that as we gather together, Lord, that we have the privilege of reading from your word. Lord, we realize full well that we don't know the date on the calendar, but we certainly know of the event. We want to praise and thank you today that you loved us enough to send your son, Lord, that he would come and save us from our sins. Now, as we look into your word over these next few moments, we just pray, Lord, It might be a time that you would speak to our hearts. Speak that which you would have spoken to us, and we'll give you all the praise for it. In Christ's name we pray, amen, amen. Well, as we look into God's Word this morning, we find that there are a number of things in just these few verses, and we could look at at many more that uh, would show us a, a similar thing. But, of course, we... We find here that, first of all, as we find Joseph and Mary, we find that uh, uh, there was something so unusual that it had never happened in the history of mankind before. Uh, Of course, this was something that you have to realize was totally, completely, and utterly unexpected by Joseph. Now, Mary had uh, had a talk with God, Uh, but it had certainly come as an unexpected surprise to her why that God would choose her as a handmaiden. And we looked this past week and how that as she looked upon that, that uh, she realized and saw God's wonderful grace uh, in what was uh, taking place there, that God hadn't chosen her to bring his son into the world because of who she was, Uh, but it was by God's mercy that she was able uh, to be able to do that. And of course, again, uh, this was something that caught Joseph completely and totally unexpected. 
uh, he was espoused. And of course, we have talked in past times of just what that uh, being espoused meant in the Jewish tradition. And, uh, and so this was a very serious thing. And even though that they weren't uh, officially married yet, uh, certainly this, this betrothal period as far as uh, the things that were going on, it was something that was just as sure, if you would, just as, as much in concrete uh, as the actual marriage ceremony itself. And so, you know, these two uh, have uh, not only committed to themselves, uh, but we find that uh, as they've committed themselves to, to, be, to be married, to be husband and wife, that uh, suddenly Mary turns up expecting a child. And, of course, we know that, uh, uh, that this, as it called Joseph by surprise, his first thought was to put her away uh, because in the natural thinking of ways, uh, that would be the thing to do. But God himself, God came through the angel and God spoke to Joseph. God explained to Joseph that, Joseph, you don't have a problem here. There's nothing wrong here. That which is in Mary was conceived of the Holy Ghost itself. It is God's Son. And, of course, Joseph understood, and they went forth. And, of course, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ was, was born into this world, clearly, as the angel had told him, to save his people from their sins. Babies come as surprises sometimes. Uh, sometimes it's unexpected when we first get that news that a baby's on the way. Uh, sometimes even if we have uh, been planning for such an event, it still comes as a surprise when it happens. And of course, no matter how well that you plan, no matter how well that you think ahead and try to work it all out, Ramani, most likely, you know, it's going to come at the most unexpected time, uh, when you're right in the middle of something else, and uh, this is not the convenient time to have to rush off to the hospital with Rosemary. But the thing is, is that these things come unexpectedly upon us, but not in the same way that when Jesus came. They catch us by surprise, but there was something so unique about the birth of our Savior, whose birth we're celebrating today. I guess as we think, a lot of times there's a lot of things in life that uh, can catch us by surprise. Now, I guess it's maybe a little more uh, tradition uh, where I come from uh, in North America. Uh, you know, I, I learned when I first came to, uh, to, to England that you don't just turn up on people's doorsteps unannounced. Uh, we do that a lot in the States. Uh, you want to go see somebody, you just go see them. You don't call up and, and, uh, and make an appointment and plan it ahead of time a lot of times. You just turn up. And especially, of course, I guess that uh, we find that almost anywhere uh, that happens with, uh, with family. Uh, and, uh, you know, even if you don't have other guests turning up on your doorstep unexpectedly, you know, sometimes mom and dad could turn up unexpectedly or brother or sister or uh, your own child or something like that, and you wouldn't think anything of it whatsoever. Uh, but sometimes when people turn up unexpectedly, it's not so bad if it's your own family. But if it's somebody else and uh, maybe you haven't got around to the usual house cleaning and the dirty dishes are stacked up to uh, halfway to the ceiling on the kitchen counter and things like this, then uh, you know, you're caught by surprise because somebody turned up. If you'd been expecting them, then uh, you'd have had those dishes washed or at least had them hid in the dishwasher or something. 
Uh, you'd have had the, uh, the Hoover out vacuuming the carpet. We, we make preparations for when people come. And, of course, certainly when a child comes into this world, uh, we make preparations. Uh, we plan for that day. Uh, we, we know that uh, we don't know the exact day nor the hour, but we know that he's coming at some time. And I guess that's the thing that uh, I remember. I don't even know the name of the show. There's some, there's some program that takes place in all different countries of the world where that, uh, uh, what did the, the boss actually turns up unexpected and he's unannounced and he goes out there and he's in disguise. You know, maybe it's a, a cleaning company and he's out there as a janitor or maybe it's a, a, a haulage company and he's out there as a driver or a loader and the employees don't know who he is. Uh, and uh, so, you know, he's just there. To, to see what really is going on in, uh, in day-to-day life and how that they're doing their jobs. And, and uh, on one hand, it helps him to get an insight into their jobs and what's required of them. Uh, and most of the time, it's a total and utter shock when they find out they've been bossing around the boss. And the boss knows everything they've been doing, the unexpected breaks, the times that they're trying to uh, bluff something off and, and not do what they're supposed to do. But his arrival is totally unexpected and unannounced, and they don't even know who that he is. We find that as we think on those things, it can give us a little bit of a parallel because the Lord Jesus Christ was an unexpected arrival into this world. First of all, he was an unexpected arrival in infancy. When we just read here as he came into this world as an infant, his arrival in the flesh, it didn't come as it was expected to. There were some that knew that he was supposed to be coming. There had been all those, those prophecies that had been told in bygone times, and Israel made a lot of boast of her claims and God's eternal promises and what God had said and all these things. They taught in the temple and they taught in the synagogues on the Sabbath. And, of course, they proposed in those teachings to reveal the promised Messiah that God had been promising even before they had become a people. God had promised that this Messiah would come. God had promised it all through their years as they lived under the law. We find that it was promised in the Psalms and it was promised all through the the, the prophets as they foretold what would come. The problem, though, is that they were so blinded that they didn't see the truth. They didn't see him when he came. The thing that blinded them the most was their own pride. They thought they had it all figured out. They thought they knew exactly how it was going to come. You see, when Jesus Christ came in the flesh, as he came as both the Son of Man and the Son of God, there were many predictions. There were many prophecies that told exactly how it was going to come, and and yet it was completely unaccepted. You see... They were expecting him in royalty, but he came in poverty. (laughs) They were expecting him to come in honor as a great man, and yet he came in humiliation and took on the greatest humiliation that any man had ever done. They expected him to come in great power to defeat all of their enemies, and yet he came in weakness as a baby in a manger where there was not even room in the inn for him. As a carpenter's son, growing up as a, any child would in his days, they were expecting Jesus to come and to 
to establish his kingdom by force because of that, that great power. And yet, he came to establish it by love, not by force. He was expected upon his arrival to set up his literal kingdom here upon heaven, and yet what he was actually doing was setting up his spiritual kingdom. He was expected to come to live forever, and yet he came to die so that others might live forever. He was expected to come and save only his chosen people, Israel, because, you know, they had this, this, this idea that they were such a special people, that the Messiah was coming only for them, and yet the Bible teaches he came to save the world. So Jesus Christ, though, as we know when a child is coming into this world, though we can accept, expect that child to come, he can certainly come in an unexpected way in an unexpected time. When Jesus came, it was an unexpected arrival. It wasn't the way that they had thought that it was going to be. But not only was it an unexpected arrival in infancy, in his infancy, but it was an unexpected arrival in the individuals, in each and every one of us, because you see, it wasn't just Jesus coming to live that 33 and a half years and then to leave and to go back. We've studied much in recent times about the fact that Jesus Christ came and he died upon that cross, but when he returned to the Father, he came to live in each and every one of us. It's a historical fact. Jesus Christ was born in a manger in Bethlehem. But it's an individual reality when he's born into our lives and we experience that new birth. We could look at many places in Scripture, and for the sake of time, I won't turn there this morning. But most of us, when Jesus Christ came and we recognized for the very first time that we were a sinner, one of those that Jesus came to save, it comes at an unexpected time in an unexpected way many times. We may have been raised in a Christian home, and we've kind of gone along with this idea that we've got all these Christian ideas and religious ideas, and then one day, bang, we recognize that, whoa, I'm a sinner. I need Jesus in my life. So many times, just as the shepherds were there in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night, just as they were there doing their normal daily routine, suddenly an angel appeared before them. It's just as unexpected sometimes in our normal ways of life that suddenly Christ will come into our lives through the, through the Holy Spirit. And though we may have heard about him and we may know that he's there, we didn't expect him to come at that moment in time. I don't believe there's a human being alive that ever expected to be convicted of their sin at the moment in time that they were. Because Christ comes unexpectedly. But you see, once Christ comes into our lives, and he's there. Then we find that if we look through the scriptures that as individuals, he comes into our life unexpectedly all the time. You can jot down these passages if you want. Most of them you're familiar with anyway. Matthew chapter 14, verses 25 and 26. He came 
unexpectedly into his disciples' lives when they were in a huge storm at sea. They thought they were going to be killed. Just as surely many times the storms in our life, we think that we're going to sink. We think that we just can't possibly survive. And yet Christ turns up unexpectedly, just as he did on that sea of Galilee. We find that just as with Mary and Martha, I mean, you know, their, their brother had been dead for four days. The Bible says he was already beginning to stink. And yet, we find that who would have expected Jesus to come at that point and bring forth Lazarus out of that grave? Four days after he had died. I mean, you know, maybe even if you believed in his miraculous things, you think he would have got there before the guy died and before he'd been laying in the, in the tomb for four days. But Christ came unexpectedly. To his two disciples on the way of, to, 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 to Emmaus, he comes to us in the midst of our discouragements when we need encouraging. Just as he stood in the midst of the disciples there at Jerusalem when they were literally frightened to death, he comes in the midst of our fears when we may be fearful of all that's going on, and yet when Christ turns up unexpectedly, he takes away those fears. We find that just as he did with Thomas when he was doubting, and I, I, I'm not going to believe it unless I can touch the, the nail prints in his hands. Jesus unexpectedly turned up. I don't see where Thomas actually had to touch those, but Jesus appeared to him in his doubts. We could look at many places in Scripture, but what I just want to remind you this Christmas day is that Jesus Christ, he was an unexpected arrival in his infancy when he came into this world. And he is an unexpected arrival in individuals when he comes into our lives, both initially, and if you're here today, all the religion in the world all the, the, the best intentions in the world, all the goodness that you can do to others and, and to this world, it's not sufficient unless Jesus Christ turns up in your life. And that's so vital. It's so easy to overlook because just as, just as the nation of Israel did when Jesus came in infancy, in our own pride, we can think we've got it all worked out. We've got it all laid out. We know exactly what's going on and how we're going to do it and how it's going to affect us. But Jesus turns up at the most unexpected times. He did in his infancy. He does in individuals. But I want to give you this in closing this morning. Jesus Christ, he turned up unexpectedly in his infancy. He turns up in unexpectedly in individuals and in their lives. But he's also turns up unexpectedly, he will turn up unexpectedly in his eminence when he comes a second time. I believe. What does it mean? In eminence? I mean, it could happen before we leave here today. Right now, anytime, that trumpet could sound. And the truth is, is that it's an unexpected time. And if the same book that you're reading there in the, in, in the Gospel of Matthew, where we took that reading from if you turn over to Matthew chapter 24 and Matthew chapter 25, we find that the book begins with Jesus arriving unexpectedly in his infancy, infancy, but we find as the book comes to a close, 
is speaking about the unexpected arrival in his eminence when no one is expecting him at any time. When is Christ coming to earth again? It's the great unanswered question there in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 24. Notice what it says in verse 36. It says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels in heaven, but my Father only. Jesus said, nobody knows. People might think that they have got it figured out. We don't know the time. We know that he's coming, but we don't know when. We know that he's going to turn up, that when he comes, that there's going to be two things specifically that are going to happen He's going to receive unto himself his own, those that belong to him, those that he's come to individually already in their lives. But he's going to come also not only to receive his own, but to reject the lost. Those that have not accepted him individually in their lives. You see, according to the Bible, his coming is going to be sudden and it's going to be unexpected there in verse 27, it says, For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. You know, you got to be blind not to see that lightning when it flashes in the sky with all of its brightness. And yet, you know, the sky is all dark one moment, and the next moment there's this big crack and this lightning is flashing. He said, that's the way it's going to be. When Jesus comes, it'll be like that streak of lightning coming into the sky there. He says down in verse 38 and 39, For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Noah faithfully preached for a hundred years. They told them the truth of what was going to happen. And yet when it came time to get on that ark, there were eight of them, him and his wife and his three sons and their wives. That was it. You know, the truth was is that, okay, maybe it doesn't exactly fit into everybody's everyday life and a flood and water coming from the sky. I mean, who's going to believe all that? That's much what we face today many times. We tell people that Jesus is coming Again, what are you talking about? This is weird stuff. The truth is, is that just as unexpected was, just as people were just getting on with their lives, marrying, having families, doing their jobs, that's what they were doing in Noah's day. Suddenly, the door to the ark was closed. The waters began to fall. The Bible says that's the same way that it's going to be when Jesus comes again. You see, for most people, the arrival of Christ as he comes, most of us and most that are probably alive that are here today may not be when Jesus comes in the sky, maybe by death. We find that for the last 2,000 years, many have been going by the way of the grave. But we find that even that is unexpected. The truth is, is that None of us plan for the day. Well, we can plan in some ways, can't we? 
Anybody here think that they're not going to die? I think there's only one way that I'll miss the grave, and that's if the trumpet sounds. Other than that, we're all going the same way because sin can only bring death. These bodies will die. Thank God. I'm not afraid of death because I know when this body lays down that I live on because of Jesus Christ, and I know that one day he's going to give me a new body, a fresh body. But the thing is, is that it's always unexpected. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27 and 28, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. You see, unexpectedly, either by the grave or when Jesus returns in person, we're going to stand before him. And he came as we celebrate this glorious day. He came to save us from our sins. Maybe today. Maybe his unexpected arrival has taken place in your life today. Maybe you didn't expect it. Maybe that's not what you came for, but God had other plans. But for those of you that Christ has already arrived there and we celebrate and we thank God that he came and that he did do what he needed to do to save us from our sins. We're looking for that next arrival. We're looking for him to come again. And yes, it was unexpected the first time and it'll be unexpected this time. You know what? It's going to happen. The key message, if we looked and had time to to read through these two chapters. Do you know what the key message is? You see, the key message for you, Romani, is you better be ready for that baby because it's coming. The key message for us is that simple. It's readiness. We don't know. You see, the truth is, is when that uh, unexpected guest turned up at your house, if you were ready, it wouldn't matter. It's not the problem of somebody turning up that's the problem. It's the fact that we're not ready for them. We've got a mess or we got something else going on. we got other things that occupies our time at all. And so this is not good timing. For many, that's the way it is when Jesus turns up. Not his arrival that's the problem. It's the fact that we're not ready for that arrival. It will be unexpected but it doesn't need to catch us off guard. <laughs> we need to be ready for him to turn up at any moment. It's not going to bother us if he turns up. Yes, it can be unexpected, but unexpected doesn't have to be a bad thing because it doesn't have to catch us off guard. If we're truly ready for him, if we really expect that he might come this Christmas day as we're celebrating his first coming, maybe he'll come and we can celebrate with him his second coming. But if we really believe that's imminent, if we really believe that that unexpected arrival can come at any moment, we'll be ready. We'll be ready. I guess that's my simple message to you this Christmas day. Thank God for his unexpected arrival when he came in infancy. Thank God for his unexpected arrival when he comes into our lives individually. But thank God for his unexpected arrival that I believe is imminent, that he's coming soon, and he will be here. We won't just have to be celebrating his birthday in his absence, 
but we can celebrate for all of eternity with him that which he came for to give us life everlasting. Father, I thank you this Christmas day, Lord, that we can gather here to celebrate that day that you sent your son to save us from our sins. What a glorious day that was. And then, Lord, as we think back and we look, and I, my prayer would be that every individual here this morning would know that Jesus Christ didn't just arrive in his infancy in Bethlehem, but he's arrived in their life individually. He came into their lives because they were saved from those sins that he came to save them from. Lord, I would plead with you this day with no apologies this Christmas day that if there is anyone here today that has never, ever truly accepted Jesus Christ individually, has never individually sought that forgiveness for their sins that only he can give them, then I do pray that even this Christmas day that you would help them, Lord, not to be able to put that away from their mind because whatever other festivities they have this day, whatever great times and meals that they have with the families, whatever gifts to open under the trees and all of those things, help them to receive the greatest gift of all, the gift of eternal life that you're offering to each and every one of them through your Son. And Lord, I pray. I pray that you'd help us this Christmas Day that we're not just celebrating a Jesus of the past in Bethlehem, that as we celebrate the Jesus that lives within us, that we'll celebrate his imminent return when he comes for us again, that this could be the day. And, Lord, I just pray that in everything else that's going on in our lives, help us to be ready because he's coming, and it'll be unexpected. But I pray, Lord, that you could help us today to be ready for that so that we can look forward to it with excitement, that with anticipation we can think maybe today, maybe today he'll come again. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.